Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this week, we're going to talk all about manifesting and our goals. A lot of you guys have been wondering, I guess, what some of our long-term goals are. And I realized that we've never really talked about it. I think we talk about it a little bit more now because we've been manifesting a lot and kind of tuning into like what we want, not just in the here and now, but like thinking forward. And I think, I mean, I did do this before, but I feel like now having a baby, like we do it a lot now. We're like, okay, where do we want, like, when do we want to retire? You know, what do we want our life to be like? Where do we want him to grow up? Like all these things. So that's going to be this episode. And we actually had our three year anniversary last Thursday. So it's just like a big, a big time for reflection and a lot of thinking. Definitely. So we've actually been manifesting a lot lately. And for those of you guys that don't know what it is, it's essentially kind of like tuning in to what it is that you want, asking the universe for what it is that you want. Um, And it's not just like sitting there asking, not really doing anything and just kind of hoping that it comes to you. It's like words into action and like a lot of visualization. And it's kind of like the universe responding to you by giving you what you want, essentially. So I guess I've been manifesting or attempting to manifest for a couple of years now. And it honestly works. Like, I mean, you could chalk it up to like good luck or hard work or whatever you want but I feel like once I started actually verbalizing what it is that I want and actually saying I don't know like not being afraid of wanting success you know Mm -hmm. or not wanting or not being afraid of wanting to be happy like things like that like actually asking for it I feel like that makes a huge difference because it's kind of like that same feeling where sometimes you don't want to speak something because it makes it true and it's like sometimes like you'd feel that way about scary things but it can also be true about like really good things so i think like you know say that you want to buy a house then like speak it into the world talk to about like talk to other people about it um like focus a lot of energy uh, in like visualizing it yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much like we've manifested a lot in our lives and it's crazy to think that looking back at at like all the times that we've manifested something and how it actually did happen you know like how it came to be so yeah it's really interesting like it even comes back to like how we started our relationship and like you know looking for the right person and just manifesting that person and then that person showing up do you know what I mean and like and then going further in life and even where we're about to head into now which is pretty crazy because just a few just a few like weeks ago we were sitting around just thinking about how we need a bigger space because we want to start you know, expanding and have like an office, but then also have it all in our home so that we can have blue with us and, and everything. Like and he just can keep have growing. his own playroom. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. We've already outgrown a two bedroom, which like for three people sounds reasonable, but I think it's just because we also both work from home yeah. that it's getting to a point now where it's just, there's just not enough space to like work effectively and have like give blue the, like the space that he's going to need. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy. Cause like, we really love this neighborhood that we're in and we know that we didn't want to leave it. But we realized that like it is harder to find something with more space in, in this neighborhood. Especially downtown, yeah. So, you know, we, we put it out into the universe. We were like, this is what we really want. And we wanted is... a three-bedroom. That's yeah, what we... we were looking for. Three-bedroom apartment, downtown. That's all we're asking for. Yeah. So do you want to you tell, tell the audience as to 
what what is the next big move or what we kind of manifested yeah so we signed a lease on an apartment super super exciting um there's a couple reasons i mean i guess why it feels right like Mm -hmm. obviously we did want more space this was more than we bargained for um it's actually like a four bedroom which is insane, but we're going to have so much space for Blue, for ourselves. Um, and, and for all, just our, for future, all, all our future manifest- yeah. manifestations. And it's like, like all of the things goals. that we want to do. Like, you mm. know, we're trying to also like launch like a clothing line and a home goods line. Like all of that stuff is going to take up. It's already starting to take up so much space. So, um, yeah, we needed more space. But when we first saw the place... Um, I saw it, like, on Zumper. It was, it's just, like, a, I guess, like, not real estate because you're not buying, but it's, like, for renting. So, um, it's just, like, another website that has a bunch of rentals. And, yeah, I saw it on Zumper, and it said that it was a four-bedroom, but for some reason, I didn't see the square footage. I think because I was, like, on my phone, and it just didn't show up. And when we ended up going, it was just, like, so ginormous that we were just so taken aback by it. Like, we honestly didn't even really look at all the things we should have because I think we were just so in awe of, like, this is an apartment downtown that's this big. Like, and to be fair, it has, like, a very high price tag as well, so it's not, like, it's a major steal, but... But it does have less than it normally would. Yeah, it's, like, I guess it's, like, a COVID deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, a lot of people are moving out of the city right now, and it is a very weird time to try to move and, like get more space but i mean if we can make it work which we're gonna try to make it work then like now is kind of the time because the prices are lower than normal um but yeah the first time that we saw we were like okay like i don't think that it's right for us like realistically we should be trying to save for a place to buy like a like a forever home Mm -hmm. um and we've talked about this a lot we've talked about real estate and um i guess like kind of our history with it like my parents own their home in san francisco um dan your parents own like an apartment in miami um and back home as well yeah like in serbia Serbia and in montenegro and so like but here in vancouver we don't own anything like Mm -hmm. neither of our families do and so we've always kind of wanted a property here and obviously in vancouver the prices are very 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 high like you can't find a house for less than a million now you kind of can because covid deals um but i mean they're all like really up there like they're close to a million if it's under a million then it's like definitely a fixer upper or quite small in terms of square footage and it's like not close to downtown Mm -hmm. um but it's possible now but anyway so it's very expensive and um we either wanted to buy like a home more more likely an apartment but that's the thing is that we were like i don't think it's possible to find something that big in downtown and so just seeing this place like this place is obviously for rent um it just it felt it felt right but it was also like i don't know like do we like we were so on track for like it kind of takes us away from that opportunity to yeah be able to own because- but like that's the thing is that so the way that i like kind of rationalized or figured it like it depends on what it is you want to achieve when you're trying to buy something um and i learned kind of all of this from my financial advisor like before this, because of my parents' experience buying a home, it's kind of, you save up all your money, you buy a home, you live in it, that's where you're going to retire, you pass it on to your kids, or you sell it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a home that you live in. But our financial advisor was actually telling us that, you know, renting, honestly, isn't a bad thing, which feels weird, because, like, the idea of renting is that you're paying a it lot of money. Like you're just throwing your money out, because yeah. it's never going to be yours. Yeah, it's never going to be yours. But the thing yeah. is, I mean, it depends on what it is you can afford in terms of buying a place so Mm -hmm. if we were to buy a four-bedroom downtown you're looking at at least 
at least like I would say three million for yeah. like the type of square footage that we would be renting right now. So three million is crazy expensive. Like I like nowhere like in the next five. I mean, it would be amazing if in the next five years we could afford something like that. I'm not gonna like limit myself to say that that couldn't happen, but like that's that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that's not something that we definitely would be able to afford. I think anytime soon. So the thing is like if you can't afford that then like you could still rent a place that's like that and then save up money to buy say like a one or two bedroom and then rent that out obviously this is kind of assuming that you know covid and the pandemic kind of settles down in like the next couple of years um and kind of everything goes back to normal whatever that looks like but she she used air quotes air quotes back to normal (laughs) um but yeah buying like a one or two bedroom and then renting that out um you could do airbnb but I think for us, we'd probably prefer to rent it out just because it's a little bit less maintenance. Um, and then hopefully you're cash positive. So cash positive basically means, I mean, in, in its simplest terms, imagine that your mortgage is $1,000. And so then you rent it out for $1,200. So that's $200 going so yeah, into $200 every... In- or your pocket every month. So. Yeah, so you're cash positive. You're making a little bit of money and you're paying off your mortgage by somebody staying there, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. like that is kind of the plan for us. And yeah, so I think that we would at this point, I think what's the most feasible, like when we're kind of predicting that the market will be down. So housing prices will be lower than they are now, hopefully in the next like two to three years. Hopefully then we can buy something, buy whatever we can afford, whether that's a one bedroom, even a studio, like a one bedroom or a two bedroom and then rent that out and we can live in like the space that we want to live in which is like this four bedroom um have that be our home until you know like blue grows up he moves away we retire um or at whatever point we decide to downsize because realistically we don't need a four bedroom we, I you don't, know like i don't see us needing to go bigger yeah we definitely honest. don't need to go bigger but it's like if we get to a point where you know we no longer need a home office because maybe we expand into a real office mm-hmm. you know like for us to actually live in, we don't need that much space. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like the plan is to live where we want to live now, rent. Um, and then in the future, like whatever property is that we do own, then we would be retiring there. And like all we would really need is like a one or two bedroom. But then ideally, if I can manifest like big money moves, <laughs> is to like either buy multiple properties. So we're doing that um, in a lot of different places or, you know, selling a one bedroom and then buying a two bedroom and then selling that two bedroom, buying a three bedroom, you know, like working your yeah, way and up. Just keep, keep leveraging your mortgage. To, yeah. For another... But you want to get into the market. Like that's yeah. the thing you want to build equity. Um, and yeah, like it's crazy. Cause like all these things I definitely wasn't thinking about, like a year or two years ago. Um, but just like, you know, kids, kids make you do that. Yeah. Kids make you do that. But it's also like when you start to earn money, like you do, like, for anybody out there, like, when you do start to earn money, really start to think about how do you make that money work for you, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and the thing is also... It's also important to know that even if you don't make that much money, you should definitely... 100%. Constantly try and make, set some aside and to save and, and, you know, invest in different places so that it can grow. Yeah, that's the thing is that, I mean, I, another reason why I was very hesitant about wanting to expand and, like, the reason why it's really scary is because I understand the idea of living below your means or like not living above your means Mm -hmm. so like just because we can afford to like make it work in this bigger place like just because your income grows doesn't mean you should be expanding um 
And I think that it that's why I said, like, if we didn't need this space for work, like, we really don't need that much space, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and if you're trying to save money, then you need to stop trying to, like, constantly level up your life. So I think that's why I was really on the fence because I was like, that's something that I truly believe. And, like, is it really necessary for us to move? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it gives us a lot more workspace, which is, I think, pretty essential because right now everything's on top of each other. And then there's also your taxes. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, for anybody out there, um, if you do own your own company, then you kind of, or, like, have a business that's incorporated, then you kind of understand that it's it's a weird concept, but you have to spend money or to save money. To save money. It's to, so weird. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I mean, you you need to balance out your expenses and also the amount that you're making. So, if like, what I was doing the first year of being in business was I was basically just trying to hoard everything, save everything, because that's the principle, you know? Like, if, once you make money, you want to save as much of it as possible. So, I was trying not to spend it. But then you just ended up you just end up paying a lot in taxes mm-hmm. because you don't have the expenses to cushion that. So, so it's you might really as well about, have the benefit of enjoying that. Yeah. So like you know, if you do like want to have a home office and you need more space, like you are you should be able to write that off and you should be able to work in a bigger space. But obviously, like I mean that's the thing is that everybody has different money priorities and um, I think figuring out what works best for you. Because, yeah, for us, like, working at home is great. And obviously having blue, like, we don't want to have to leave the house. But Mm -hmm. if that's, like, renting out, like, a co-working space or something like that. But, like, make investments in you. Because I was going to say this earlier, that making your money work for you, like, it takes money to make money. And, like, people that become millionaires and bajillionaires, whatever, like, it's not just because they sell a product and they sold a lot of a product. Once you start making money, you need to put it in places for it to grow. So, like, it's not really going to grow that much if you just have it in a standard savings account. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's better than having it just all in checkings. Um, but you should look into investing it. You should... Um, I mean, if you understand the stock market, amazing. You know, like, I'm trying to learn about that now. Trying to get in on it. But if you can invest in stocks or bonds, like whatever it is that you're comfortable with in terms of risk, like look into investing or like mm-hmm. putting your money somewhere where it can grow. Or just get a financial advisor to have them do that for you. Well, a financial advisor that you can trust. And I mean that you're just going to have to go with your gut, make sure you like interview a lot of people, like somebody that's like actually explaining things to you. I think that's the most important thing to me. Like my financial advisor's name's Alan. I've talked about him a lot actually. Um, but he basically explains everything to me. Like he makes sure that I understand it. If he doesn't, he'll go back and explain it again. Like I feel very comfortable asking like questions. I feel very comfortable saying, I mm-hmm. don't get it. Like repeat that again. And that's somebody that you can trust because they want you to understand how your money is working. Somebody that's kind of like, oh, like don't worry about it. It's very hush hush. Like I wouldn't trust that person because you don't know what they're doing with your money and -hmm. you should know at all times. Um, And another form of investing, I would say, is investing in yourself. And I actually read an article very recently where this was like kind of the most profound to me. Um, And it was an article that was actually like about somebody that stopped using robo advisors, which is kind of like the better. I think it's like Betterment or like Wealthfront. There are all these like apps where you can invest. And I do have Um, some money and like some of those as well which is just kind of like passively investing for me um but this article is about why this person stopped using them and I was just wondering why and it's actually because he started investing in himself and in his companies and you can think about it as as an investment I guess but like say you saved up ten thousand dollars 
And instead of putting that somewhere where it's going to grow little by little by little until eventually it grows a lot more, then you could be investing that into yourself to start a business. And that business could grow exponentially, exactly. you know? And yeah. so I think like being able to take a chance on you taking risks, like if you're comfortable with it or if you've always had like a dream to do something, whether or not it's going to be lucrative, you know, like, I mean, we're talking about money a lot, but money is freedom at the end of the day. So, you know, if you save $10,000 and you want to just use that to allow yourself some freedom in to your life, like, restaurant yeah, like it's just, it's whatever, whatever it you want to do. That's like whatever money's going to give to you, whether, I mean... It's not happiness, <laughs> but um, but freedom. I would say that it's freedom. Um, so that's like another way of thinking about investment. And also think about if you wouldn't invest in you, then why would you expect other people to? Mm-hmm. So um, I think you that was believe like in yourself. First. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself, and that was kind of the principle that allowed us to start Saturday mornings, which is the serial pop up that we did uh, like a couple years ago. We put a pause in it because it was so physically exhausting. Um, but it took over it took over our living spaces as well and at that time we were in a one bedroom yeah but even really now cramped. and then now we have a baby so yeah we we might revisit it but just for now it's on pause yeah but basically like the idea behind that was like i didn't i mean it would have been amazing if it was lucrative but i think like for us it was more the experience of doing it and mm-hmm. it was always dan's dream to do a cereal pop-up and like serve cereal mixes and have cartoons and video games and like all of those things and like you really want to curate that experience so for you like that money was like it wasn't necessarily using it as an investment but it was you living out your dream Mm -hmm. you know which i think would be priceless you know because you don't have any regrets about oh i wish i'd done it Yeah. yeah no it was a great experience and like yeah definitely definitely brought a lot of happiness to me and to like all the people that came came yeah Yeah, so it It was was it was an amazing feeling um we didn't really uh, like book the numbers down, so I don't necessarily know. We definitely if we... didn't break even. We put three thousand into it. Yeah. In the beginning, so again, and obviously like, we spent like more like as a, we went along. Yeah, but... it's not like an extremely large investment in that sense. I mean, sense it, it, it's a lot of money. It but... is, but like those were for things. It that, could have like, been worse. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, there's things that like we can sell from what we like invested in as yeah. well. So like, there's ways to make that money back, but. Yeah, I have I have no regrets. Yeah. yeah, at least now you know you did it. Exactly. Yeah. And it was a good time. It was a good vibe. And it can always be revisited and worked on. And the brand has been built regardless, which is great. So it's yeah. a thing that existed and still exists. So Yeah. So yeah, that was my little, my little spiel on investing. It is important. Um, and also, like, the basic like, the most basic rule of investing is that time is money. Like, you need to invest, like, if you aren't investing right now as you're listening to this, it doesn't matter how old you are, now is the best time. The youngest that you are... The younger you are, the better, The younger you are, the better. Like, I wish I started investing in, like, I want to say two years ago, so I think I was, like, 22, 21 or 22, Mm -hmm. and I wish that I was investing, like, as soon as possible, like, as soon as I was making money, so, like, 16, like, all of that money should have went, like, into, like, a TFSA or, like, I guess, I don't remember what the American equivalent is, but just, like, putting money aside and actually allowing it to grow. Because I would put money aside, but then I'm like, oh, okay, like, I want to buy a camera. Like, and it's important and to save up. up for things like that. But, like, you should also, like, I feel like there are different tiers of saving in, in my mind. You mm-hmm. know, like, there's, like, money that I save for, you know, I want to buy a house. And that money is, like trying to grow but like i'm gonna take it out at some point and then there's money where i'm like no like this is for when i'm like old i'm trying to retire 
not even when I'm old. I'm trying to retire when I'm like 40. So like I want to pull that money out later and you want to keep that in there to grow. Like that's money that you do not touch. So the money that you put in there should be like whatever you're most comfortable with not seeing. Like you shouldn't put it in that that account and then be like, oh, okay, but like I need to kind of pay for rent or like I want to buy like this next month like no that's money that once it's once it's put in that account it's gone it's not yours anymore like you just, act just like shut it off exist. in your mind yeah because like what i wish i did too. yeah but it's like a habit you know yeah. like now i'm very good about like the money that i do put away for good i'm like that's not even my money you know like i'm not touching it like i don't like when i think about how much money do i have like do i have enough to you know like move out into this new apartment i didn't even consider like that i have money. yeah like that i have money in savings because i'm not trying to rely on that mm-hmm and, like, I think that that's important because you don't want to keep dipping into it. You want it to grow. Um, and, like, it's just the way that, like, you can look at graphs. Like, if you just Google how, like, investing works, like, compounding interest. Like, the earlier that you put in money, even if it's, like, it's better if you put in, say, I mean, for simple numbers sake. Like, if you put in $10 a month when you're 18, that's way better than putting in $50 a month once you're 25 because you just feel like you made enough money then it's mm. way better to start earlier even if it's less so like if Is you're not investing growth? do it now yeah 100% crazy yeah I should have jumped on that as soon as I as soon as I had my first job man yeah but that was my my relationship with money was always the moment I got it I would spend it you know yeah. what I mean and, and I, I mean think- we had very different financial literacy yeah upbringings I guess like for me, like, we, I grew up quite poor, and so money was a very big stressor in my family, and it would stress my mom out a lot, and she would talk about money a lot, mm-hmm. so, like, I knew how important it was to save, and, like, even though I didn't understand when we were younger, like, we, like, she wouldn't buy us toys, like, she wouldn't buy us things that she didn't think we needed, um, and it would be upsetting in the moment, but then when I got older, and I was, like, in high school going to college, and my parents were actually able to pay for my college, then I actually understood, like, thank God you didn't buy me all those dumb toys that I didn't need Mm -hmm. because, like, I'm so much more grateful for this now. Like, to be able to go to college debt-free is because my mom was so exceptionally good at saving and she, like, knew what it is that she wanted to save for and she actually did it, you know? And so, like, I'm so thankful for that. But, yeah, my mom always taught me that you need to always put a little bit away. And when I started making money, obviously when you start making money, you're like, oh, my God, I have all this money. So you just go out and spend it. But after, like, a couple years of being, like, okay, like, now I know what it feels like to spend my money, I like it more in my bank account. (laughs) So, I, like, now I'm actually, like, pretty good at it. But if you'd asked my parents, like, when I was in high school or college, like, they'd, I was, like, the biggest spender in our family. Like, I was, like, you. That was me, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, you. (laughs) Because, yeah, even my parents, like, the same, they wouldn't really, like, want to spend. My mom would always want to invest, but my dad was always a little bit too, like, risk adverse um, yeah like he thought yeah. it was just way too risky to do it and like yeah investing in the vancouver market at the time when we first moved here would have been lucrative you know, a yeah. really great choice but it's crazy you look at like the real estate chart in vancouver and mm-hmm. i looked at it and after 2010 it fucking skyrockets because yeah. the olympics so yeah you, if you guys had bought before that yeah my parents money. came in 93 and like they didn't necessarily have a lot of money but they had they had great jobs but yeah it was just about like it was just about my dad thinking at that time like Vancouver was still expensive compared to other cities and I guess they just never thought that that was going to be like their permanent home yeah. but obviously once the kids grow up there it is their home right it's it's mine and my brother's home and and now essentially it's everyone's home we're not leaving but it just kind of you know it's like it's unfortunate that they don't own we're just renting but 
yeah, so I think my mom always was, you know, wanting to invest. But other than that, like, yeah, they were similar with money. Like, they saved it, but they just, they never really made it grow in a sense. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. Yeah, see, that's the thing is that, like, you need to, like, you need to make it grow. Like, especially, like. Because your money for, gets smaller through the years. It anyways, depreciates. Of yeah, yeah, like, if you're, if you're keeping cash around, I mean, it's good to have some cash around, I think. Um, but if you're keeping large, large sums of cash, like money depreciates every single year, like it goes down in value. So you're actually losing money if you're just keeping cash around. So like if your money isn't growing, it's, if it's staying the same, then you're losing money. So it's, yeah, it's just, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Like that's probably why, like, yeah, investing, (laughs) investing in a home is probably in my eyes, I think is like one of the the better moves Yeah, because like it does grow. You can rent it out. It's like. It's a you thing can make that, it make money for yeah, you. It's a thing that will make money, and if you own if you own multiple properties, you probably don't necessarily have to work. You can just rent it out. Yeah. Rent out spots, and you can legit retire. So. Yeah, I mean, you're like still managing the property, so it is work, but it's yeah. There's like, still expenses that come with owning, because then like yeah, when things break down and stuff, yeah, that's your responsibility. But yeah. But essentially, like it is usually if you do your research, it is a good investment. That's like the kind of life we're trying to live. So like I, yeah, I mean, I guess like our long term goals like. Um, obviously we're both working from home now and we're trying to build up all of our businesses. Like, oh, also, since we're on the topic of money, diversify your income. That is huge. Um, I mean, this pandemic just kind of goes to show that when you do have all your eggs in one basket, which most people do, you know, like that's not, you know, like you might have a salary job that pays really well. So like, why would you look for other work? You know, like it doesn't really Mm -hmm. make sense, um, if that's not for you. And so, but like when, a situation like this arises where the market crashes and say you lose your job because of some freak pandemic, then you're kind of shit out of luck. And so if you had diversified your income where, you know, you're working like your nine to five, but you also maybe run a blog, also sell products like e-commerce on the side, like anything that you can do to make money in a lot of different places is going to one, I mean, obviously help you make more money but also kind of protect you if something does happen to like one sector of the world mm-hmm. um yeah i mean this pandemic is hard because it happened to it affected a lot of sectors um unless you were already like had stocks in shopify or doordash or something like that Zoom. yeah or like um what is it the acrylic plexiglass yeah plexiglass <laughs> yeah um but yeah so like diversify your income for sure but yeah, I guess like kind of what our goals are is to, I, I for me, like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, but I would say that it's to be a full-time parent as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Like obviously blue is less than one and I don't really know, like that's the thing with setting goals is sometimes I'm afraid to do it because I feel like if I set a goal that's too small, then I'm limiting myself. So I'd rather just like let the world be my oyster and like take opportunities as they come. But, but set ideally, a direction. At least. Yeah, the, that's the thing is that now I'm better at, about being like I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. I don't. I can't say you know I want to work with this company. I want to reach this number, whatever. But it's more about what I want in terms of my freedoms. And so mm-hmm. for for the both of us, I think we both want to be full time parents. As soon as possible, for me, I ideally, I would think that would be, I don't know, by the time I'm, like, mid-30s or 40s. Um, and I also know myself, and I know that I'm probably not the type of person that will ever fully check out or not be able to work. So, like, I think that us owning real estate properties would be, like, a really great way to, like, 
be creative you know like we obviously really love like interior decorating and like we have so many visions of what we want like a beautiful apartment oh, man, to look I'm like i'm so excited to decorate this yeah new spot. like we want to buy like when we do buy places like we want to buy fixed wrappers so we can kind of like rip it out gut it and like create our like, own aesthetic and like yeah, yeah. Just completely um, customize it so like that's the kind of work that i want to do like i feel like that would be so much fun for us and um yeah i mean like the long-term goals are just to own a lot of properties <laughs> and travel whenever we want and yeah it's pretty funny because when i did when i first met with our uh financial advisor i was explaining what kind of life i wanted to live post-retirement and he was like okay so you're we did like all this like questionnaires and like he calculated and he was like you're gonna need to have like about three millions in savings and i was like holy shit (laughs) but that like but that's the thing is that that number is so scary um and also you're never gonna get there by just saving money in your savings account you need to invest this like should just be a whole sponsorship about investing um (laughs) but like you need to invest to get there because like the way that you get to that number is by compounding interest Yeah, yeah but it's like by compounding interest you know like you could save that much money if you're making like way more than that but like i said like the the government will take a lot from you in terms of taxes depending on where you live um and if you're like incorporated and stuff but yeah so like the there's way even that there... there's even that vox video where it explains like how billionaires mm-hmm. don't really don't really know the money that's in their account because it's constantly changing and it's constantly yeah. growing so like yeah, it's, it's really interesting because, like, billionaires just make so much well, money. Well, like, okay, that's the thing. Is their that, money makes money. Yeah, it's literally, it takes mm-hmm. money to make money. Because, like, if you think about, so, kind of, like, a really good return interest rate, um, which, actually, I think last year, it was about 10%. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, the money I had invested grew about 10%, which is, like, really, really good. And so, if you think about, you know, like, $1,000, then that's, you made $100, which is fantastic. That's amazing. Now, think about if you had a million dollars in your savings account, you know? Like, so, when you actually have that a lot of money, goes up that percentage, yeah, yeah the, perc- that the percentage doesn't goes, go up, the, but yeah, the dollar, the dollar amount, amount goes up by so much. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's, that's how, that's how interest works. What is that, $100,000? You know, honestly, I was gonna, I was gonna say, and then I, I was like, 000, yeah, right? I think it's a hundred thousand. Yeah, 10%. I was gonna say, but then I was like, I'm gonna sound really dumb because my math is not on point right now. But I think that's a hundred thousand, which is crazy to just like by leaving your money in there, by leaving your one million dollars in your account, like you made year. an extra hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. It's a lot for sure. Yeah, that's, that's like a down too. payment on a house. <laughs> that's the other thing too. When you're looking at like, I mean, because a lot of the prices here for homes are like a million dollars, right? Yeah. And then it was just funny because I think the other day we saw one that was like 1.3 but like in our head we're like wow 1 million that's insane but it's like but then you don't think about the 300,000 yeah you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. that's you just still round, so much money yeah because yeah, you're rounding that's, right? like that's a whole studio apartment yeah <laughs> which is insane because like if someone says this apartment is 10 million or this apartment is 12 million you'd be like that's not too much of a difference but that's a 2 million dollar yeah. difference you know what yeah, I mean like, yeah so it's just it's just interesting when like numbers are so big like how the smaller ones don't matter even though in a larger scheme they do like that's a huge sum yeah. of money. I think another thing too is like in terms of oh right we didn't talk about this at all but like so manifesting like yes. right now is like the time to manifest like Lionsgate portal was on the eighth if you guys don't believe in all of this I mean. You're missing out. <laughs> but, like, every single year, like, since we became aware of Lionsgate Portal, it's basically, like, a huge energy shift in, 
um, like, I guess, the universe. What do they say? It's like something about, like, the sun's rays and just, like, it's the way the sun, it It's the sun and, like, the star Sirius. Like, they're all aligned. Mm-hmm. And it's basically kind of projecting, like, this huge energy shift yeah. on Earth. Um, and basically, now is the time to manifest. And the best day would have been on August 8th. So think about what you were doing that day. If you had some great positive thoughts and manifesting things, like very likely that those things will come into fruition and i really hope that they do but even if you didn't manifest on that day we're actually still in the period right now so it's actually from july 28th to august 12th i believe and so that whole period this is the best time to manifest so if you're hearing this right now think about what it is that you want in your life like and don't dream too small like that's the thing is that like that i've learned is like whenever you put limitations on yourself and to be fair you know you don't know what it is that you're capable of Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's kind of the beauty of it when you come into your own but try not to limit yourself like really let yourself ask for whatever it is that you want let yourself dream and let yourself yeah like it's not stupid you don't even have to speak it just like really visualize it in your head you don't have to share it with anybody um just really truly believe it and like every single day visualize it and try to get a step closer to that Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically, like, we realized that every single year around this time, like, something crazy happens for mm-hmm. us in our life. And three years ago, August 6th is our anniversary. Three years ago, during this time period, we manifested each other and, like, our first date and, like, falling in love. Yeah, because I remember when I was about to go on a date with you, I just manifested. It wasn't even, it was actually before going on a date with you. I just manifested, like, I just want someone like her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because we had met before and yeah. he like saw my YouTube videos. <laughs> but I never would have thought that I would be with you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I basically manifested this relationship to happen. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. And then the last year. After year that. Yeah. Well, actually, the year after that. Oh, the year after that, we did the cereal pop up. To celebrate pop-up. our one year anniversary, we treated ourselves to living out Dan's dream and doing the cereal pop up. And then last year, we conceived our baby. And that's the thing, because we were looking at too many cute babies and just, like, going, like, oh, we should make We one. really were. Like, I, we, I had, like, pretty intense baby fever, and then it happened, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, wait, yeah. wait, what do we, we actually do now? <laughs> yeah, and then this year, literally on August 8th, we signed a lease to our new home. To a bigger space and to start a few more businesses. And yeah. This space is perfect for what we're trying to do and what we want to do, so, Yeah. And it's like, like yeah, it's like, it's like we really now? don't need like a bigger place in this. Like, I really hope that we stop moving because we've like, I mean, me specifically, I've been moving around like since I guess I was like 18 because I moved here for college and every single year I moved at least once, but most years I moved twice. And then the year that we met, I actually lived in four different places in that year, which was insane. And then we've only been here for one year and so i'm just i'm hoping that this next place like grew or grew (laughs) blue can grow (laughs) i combined grow and blue but blue can grow up there yeah you know for at least like a good portion of his life before who knows maybe we can buy our own place yeah this is a great neighborhood and it's basically you know it's it's the size that we need we can do everything that we need and we're still here like we're still you know going for walks in the neighborhood and still where we're comfortable and that's the thing is that you never know what the future will be like like what if blue wants to like what if he's like an incredible dancer and like the studio is all the way in like burnaby or something you know and we never want to move there but that's his you know like you got to do what you have to do for 
for your kids. I mean, we could drive, but we also... Or what if he wants to be an actor and go to Hollywood? Would then you move, move to, to LA? LA. <laughs> I mean, I, but that's the thing is, I, I mean, you do and that's, have that's to... that's a possibility as well, because, yeah. yeah, like, you're a dual citizen, and we're... The embassies are currently closed, but Blue is on the on the process of being a dual citizen as well, so... Yeah. And then once we get married... And then we'll just leave you here, oh, oops. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Like, I think that's another thing, too, is that the reason why I want to become a full-time parent as soon as possible is because I want to be able to give Blue every opportunity that he can have to succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And it gets to a point where it's not about us anymore. And, I mean, obviously, I want to be successful for me so that I can live a very comfortable life. But I want to be successful so that, like, he can have all the opportunities that I didn't. And my parents did a damn good job of, like, giving me as many opportunities as possible. And I actually had so many opportunities to do things. Mm -hmm. But I want to give him everything. And, like, not to the point where he's spoiled. We've definitely talked about that. (laughs) Because we're, like, we grew up in such small like apartments i guess like i grew up in a studio like me and my parents and my brother like literally a studio and my dad built a bunk bed in the closet yeah we grew and up i grew up in a, in a, up in a one bedroom that <laughs> we had to sleep in a pull out pull out mattress on in the living room with my grandma me yeah. and my brother and my grandma in the living room so it's like we we know that it's very much possible and i think that's another reason why i had reservations about moving out because i was like is it too much like does he yeah like do we need to because like the thing is How like do we i teach him struggle yeah but it's also like i know that it's possible to make it work in a small space yeah. but the difference is that my parents weren't trying to also work in that space and like they also were living in th- we were living in that situation because we had to you know obviously my parents wanted to give us everything that they could have and eventually we did move into a bigger house and that was like great because we had our own space to do things but um, that's the thing is that it's like, even though I know that it's possible to, um, it's like you always want better for your kids than you had for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? But it's also at the same time, like, how do we teach him to really appreciate what it is that he has? Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, though, I mean, it is a four bedroom, but like we do plan to expand our family as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, he would still be potentially sharing a room with his sibling because... Yeah. You know, those other two bedrooms are reserved for business. You know I mean, they're, they are a business expense, so they are, you know, business rooms. It's the office and the podcast room and the studio and all those things. So Inventory. Inventory. It's a lot, like, man. Yeah, it's I a feel lot. like eventually we're going to have to, like, get an actual office. But, but yeah, so, I mean, he'll, he'll still learn to, like, share and, like, not have, you know, a complete room to himself. You know, it's still, he's still got to share and we can still fun ways to man i really didn't like sharing when i was younger eh, well yeah, i can tell <laughs> can you she, actually... won't, she won't even she won't even share the closet with me i know we have a walk-in closet in our new place and i'm like i'm gonna be real honest i, I think that my clothes is gonna take up this whole closet bro i mean i was like we can definitely share and we should at that point probably get rid of some clothes if we can't share but it makes sense. I can go in a different room as well and just, you know, fuck off into the corner. <laughs> but it just sucks. I would love to, like, get ready together, you know what I, I mean? Know. But, but that's the thing. We can see what it looks like. I'll, I'll get definitely get rid of stuff. But that's the thing. I've been literally getting rid of stuff. Like, you should have seen when we first moved. Yeah, when we moved in here, I got rid of bags. So many trash bags it that really I, like... Was a lot. Like, yeah. I would just invite all our friends over and then just be like, everyone, please, take. And it was just so much stuff. And, like, I still do have a lot now, but... I mean, there are some things that I do kind of regret giving away because I'm like, oh, I'm over it. But then I'm like, oh, shit, it actually would be nice, like, there's things too that I didn't, it. So that it's I like didn't the realize. hoarder in me. Yeah, there's things I didn't realize you gave away. And I was like, oh, you gave that shirt away? Or, like, yeah. you gave that away? That was actually so cute on you. I know. But, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to, like, have to get rid of some stuff. But, I mean, 
it's also like my work. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it makes sense. Finding a balance, but I mean that closet, that closet can definitely fit the both of us. I think at the way yeah. we are now. That's so. like somebody commented on our first um, home tour, and they're like, "Bro, this apartment is ninety percent Nina, five percent Dayon, and then five percent X." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oops, did I take up that much space?" But I think it's also just because now, now that we work together, it's a, it's different. But it's just because I was working from home as well that I just took up more space because I'm like I just need more space for work and life but now like all that space like a lot of our space I think people also misconstrue the notion that a lot of things are mine but like even I remember when we had the pink dresser in the bedroom yeah and and like people thought but that's people were like oh like like where's like how does Dayon feel about that or like where's Dayon's clothes and like all this stuff and I'm like he likes the pink dresser like what do you it was a sick yeah so I think like people also just assume that because it it seems more feminine that it's me forcing that upon you but Mm -hmm. every single thing in our home is like a discussion and we agree on it or we're making a compromise like maybe either dan likes it more i like it more but nothing is like put in our home that one of us absolutely hates but if i have to get rid of my toys that would be then you would know that i've lost i've lost it all <laughs> yeah when you see see a home tour with no toys in it that's when you know that dan's just not, not no happy. no toys and no glassware then i have lost my my will to survive <laughs> then it's it's 90% Nina's home yeah Yeah, but um, I think this is a good place to to end I hope that this was insightful I know that I kept drilling in you guys that you need to invest (laughs) but like I mean if financial but that's the thing is if financial freedom is important to you which I think it is to a lot of people like I just wish that I knew these things earlier I wish that I knew the importance of investing and this might all be going over your head right now I'm gonna say I wish that I listened earlier because I've definitely heard things like this and I've ignored it because I'm like ah I don't have the money right now you just think that you're like yeah 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 yeah. yeah, so you're like I'll get more responsible. Yeah, when or like when I make hella money, then I'll save it. But like, no, you it's need. It's best to just do it, regardless it's, of how it's time. It is. It's yeah. time that you can't get back. It's exactly. time that that interest needs to compound. So, yes, um, definitely invest and make sure that you manifest. And that's not just thinking about what it is that you want. Have your thoughts turn into words, into actions. Keep visualizing it. Ask Put it the out universe. there. Collaborate. You know, network. Yeah. Talk with talk to people. As long as it's in your head, then you're constantly working towards that. Yeah, it's like in all. It impacts all of your decisions, all your mm-hmm. choices. So, yeah, I don't hope be that- afraid to ask for what you want. <laughs> That's ultimately what it is. Yeah, I hope that you guys have a beautiful week, and we will see you guys soon. Wait, 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 wait. You forgot to give them the handles. Oh. Make sure you follow us at Neens and Deans. I am Day On's Day Off. And I'm your girl, Neens, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye.